When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the My Gastric Sleeve Podcast with your host, Nima Karazi. Nima is just a regular guy who had the gastric sleeve surgery, and this is his story. He is not a doctor. This podcast is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have medical questions, ask your doctor. Now let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the My Gastric Sleeve Podcast. I'm your host, Nima Karazi, and this is my journey. We're at episode 30, and I cannot explain how excited I am to be recording a 30th episode. I really didn't think we were going to have more than 26. The 26th is my birth date, uh, April 26th, if anyone at uh, at home is keeping track. But it's uh, it, the 26th is uh, kind of a, a lucky number for me, a favorite number for me. And I thought we were just going to do 26 episodes, and it turns out, Doing monthly updates and being able to keep everybody kind of informed as to what's going on and what's happening is really, really fun for me and really exciting and a thing that I really enjoy getting to do. So let's get into it. We are going to recap January and this launches on Tuesday, February 1st. So we're going to discuss January overall. Let's let's kind of get into it, just kind of recap kind of the cool things that happened in January. And then I will talk a little bit about kind of my mindset now and things that are kind of shifting and changing with regards to where I am. And then we can talk a little bit about the future of what my plans are for February coming up. And also, I want to discuss a little bit about you all. I want to discuss about the the listeners to the podcast and kind of what's happening in, in that realm. It's uh, it's really neat. It's really cool. And uh, I hope that this kind of grows and expands uh, more than kind of where we're at now, although I'm very happy with where we're at now. So, okay, uh, let's get into it. So uh, some of the really cool things I got to do in January was I went on this epic hike. Now, I don't use the word epic hardly ever, if ever, but I am telling you This was epic. Um, I live in uh, Santa Clarita, which is a a suburb of Los Angeles, like greater city area. It's actually more LA County than anything else. I'm really kind of far from the San Fernando Valley, like about 30 minutes away and even further away from WeHo, NoHo, downtown, all that stuff. So I don't really consider myself like like an LA based person, someone asked me where I live. If someone in SoCal asked me where I live and they live in the LA area, like if they're, if they live in WeHo or West Hollywood or North Hollywood or Burbank or Pasadena or whatever, I'll, I'll say I live in Santa Clarita. Um, and they'll usually know where that is. And if they don't, then I'll say Magic Mountain and then they'll know exactly where that is because 
it's right by my house. But if you don't live in Southern California, I just say LA because it's way too difficult and way too convoluted for me to explain to everything, explain to everyone everything. So all that to say this, (laughs) this is why this podcast is so fucking long. I have seen the Hollywood sign from every vantage point you can imagine. I've seen it from the Griffith Observatory. I've seen it from the park. I've seen it from this cul-de-sac secret place. I've seen it, like, you know, movies, TV shows, you name it, I've seen it. And uh, I, I love the Hollywood sign. It's iconic. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. And I've always, always, always wanted to go on a hike up behind the Hollywood sign. And I never thought it was possible. I just kind of always thought it was like something that you have to really work super hard for or or, or do a lot in order to, to get to that point. And I don't know if I, I have that in me. I, I, I've definitely never really been much of a hiking type person. I I enjoy walks, strolls mostly. Um, I run uh, five days a week, which is cool. Uh, and I ride my bike a bunch. Um, but I'm not really like very good at hiking. I don't have a I don't have a lot of experience hiking. Let's put it that way. Well, I have a, a friend of mine that I used to work with, and his name is Alex. Shout out to Alex. And Alex lives right by uh, the park that the Hollywood sign is on. It's I mean it's this massive. Uh, uh, park area where there's all these great hikes and places to go and visit and there's all this like cool shit to see and I've been recently wanting to go on hikes more because I I enjoy running I enjoy walking but this longevity of like a two-hour three-hour potentially four-hour hike seems really cool and interesting and, and different to me so I hit up Alex and I was like, hey, man, let's go on a hike. And he was like, yeah, man, we can do a little two hour thing, kind of get you in the groove, figure things out. And I was like, I want to go to the Hollywood sign. And he's like, oh, shit, that's like a four hour roundabout. And I'm like, I'm in. Let's do it. And he's like, fuck, yeah, let's do it. So we went. We had some went to this really cool cafe. I wish I remember the name of it. Uh, we went to this really cool cafe. We had some uh, coffee there. And then we went on the hike. And it was just it was really neat. We parked at the top of the Griffith Observatory and then. Um, it's like $10 an hour, by the way. So the, it ended up costing $50 to park there for five hours. But we parked there. We we started going on the trail. And then we just walked all over. There's signs everywhere. It's impossible to get lost. There's people kind of all over the place. And then there's like signs to get to the... Now there's a bunch of great vantage points and lots of like insta-popular spots to take photos with. So if you're like an influencer or an influencer wannabe... Uh, I'm sure that's a great spot for you to go and like wear Lululemon uh, attire and pretend like you're tying your shoe or fucking run across the dirt. I don't get I don't care. But we saw a bunch of like influencer people out there like taking photos and shit. It's one of those things that's kind of sad, but kind of cool in that like I remember I went to Denver and we went to Red Rock it was fucking amazing. But like I remember seeing like three different Instagram people doing like yoga fitness videos in real time while there and it was like the middle of the day on a Wednesday or some shit so it was just open to the public but it's like that's your jam like you're gonna be like I'm doing yoga at Red Rock and it's just so commercialized and bullshit like ugh. anyway fuck I hate it but I also would probably do it if I had like a million followers that gave a shit about that kind of stuff I'd probably fucking do it too so who am I to judge fucking nobody that's who anyway 
back to the story. So we go, we hike, we fucking go, we get lost, we go backtrack, we do here, we go, we check out all this cool shit. There's this cool uh, garden area. There's this really cool kind of peak area. There's all this dope ass shit. And then we found this like pathway to get to the sign and then we got to the sign and then there's like a shit ton of people there and it's like kind of embarrassing because there's a dude pushing a uh, like two babies in a stroller in a side-by-side stroller and I was like Jesus fucking shit like I can't fucking make it up this hill without being winded this dude is like pushing like 50 extra pounds and like bottles and diapers and extra clothes and a fucking stuffed animal and food and uh, fuck me this guy him and his wife and there was another lady with them and it was just so impressive we told them to her like i'm so impressed with you and they were just like pushing (laughs) this kid all the way up the hill these kids all the way up the hill jesus shit um anyway so we did that we got there we took our photos we did all the fucking cool shit and everything it was dope as fuck and i I, (laughs) i'm telling you it was epic it was amazing i cannot recommend it enough just go hike. Just get the fuck outside. But I mean, if you can get to the park and go on that kind of a hike for like four hours, I mean, fucking do it. That shit. I'm hyped now. Like that was like three fucking weeks ago. I'm still fucking hyped about it. Like I'm so hyped right now. I'm going to go stay with my grandfather for like a week. But when I get back, I might go on another hike with Alex if he'll have me. Like that shit was so fucking cool. I, I, I'm i going to I'm going to text Alex after this for sure. And I'll keep you all posted in in the uh, February recap to tell you where we went. So that'll be motivation for me in order to have a hike and also have a recap about that hike. Also they did other, uh, few other things that were like cool, but were also kind of different for me and like non-scale victory type shit. So like going on a hike, non-scale victory for sure. I went to a birthday party for my friend's kid's birthday. He was turning eight or uh, 10. I don't remember. Sorry, Xander, you're dope. Um, but I went to this birthday party in the park and the kids were all playing soccer. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go play with the kids. Normally, uh, fat Nima, 400 pound Nima is like sitting on the on the bench eating cookies and having pizza. But I just went there and I started playing soccer with the kids. I was playing goalie. I was, you know, telling them what to do. They're all they all play soccer and they're really good. They're good for kids. They could probably beat half the adults I know, but they were really good, very talented. And it was a lot of fun. And I, I had a blast and, and you know, I I got to kind of get out there and run a little and, and kind of hang out. One of our friends brought her little uh, her little dachshund dog and he was so cute. And we went for a little run around the, the park and um, he was just adorable. Um, so that was like a really cool thing, being able to go out and hang out with kids and play with them and kind of enjoy myself on a different level. I had dinner. Uh, uh, Michelle and I had dinner with some friends of ours outside at uh, uh, bo- the Boiling Crab. That was uh, really cool and fun and and a great way to kind of spend some time with our friends. So that was really nice. Um, I, I ended up cooking a lot at home. Um, I was going over my pictures of like, well, what did I do in January? I cooked a shit ton of food. I cooked a lot. And I don't mean like I cooked like epic meals. What I mean is I cooked like four days uh, a week out of like out of the five day work week I cooked like four of those days and I usually um, am good about portion control I I have been slipping a little bit I will be honest I have been slipping a little on the portion control where what I should do is take half the food and put it in a Tupperware immediately and then if I'm hungry I can go back to that 
But inevitably what happens is I'll have like, for example, last night I made chicken with like a sherry uh, white uh, sauce and it came, uh, it also had uh, zucchinis and uh, I made a side salad as well and I tossed that all together. So a bunch of veggies and then chicken breast um, with like a nice demi-glaze with a sherry sauce. Fantastic, right? Super healthy, white meat and low calories, low fat. And a lot of greens, a lot of veggies, super, super good for you. And what I should have done was taken half of my plate, put it in a Tupperware, and eaten the other half. What ended up happening was I ate about half of my plate, and then I left it there. I was full, and I left it next to me, and I'm watching TV with my wife. Everything is cool. And then I was like looking over the plate, and I go pick at it. Oh, go grab another bite of chicken. Grab another bite of the salad. Have another zucchini or two. And then... I'm realizing what I'm doing. So I have this this moment of like, oh shit, I need to stop doing that. And then I go in and then I decide, okay, here's what I'm going to do now is I'm going to, what am I going to do? I'm, okay, so here's what I'm going to do now. Now I'm going to take the remainder of this. I'm going to put this in a Tupperware. Now, what goes in the Tupperware? Like literally five little tiny strips of chicken about the size of your index finger, right? And then like maybe six or seven uh, half inch slices of zucchini cut in half. And like maybe a fork full of salad. Now, this is normally just what I would do in the past is just eat that anyway. And I'm not doing that now, but I should have been better. I was good, but I should have been better about it. So I need to work on that for sure. I did make a French bread. I made a couple French bread pizzas in the oven. That was really great. I saw something on TikTok where this person did that. You just basically take like a sourdough bread or French bread or whatever, cut it in half, put it in the toaster oven pull it out, sauce, and then pepperoni. We use turkey pepperoni. And then uh, mozzarella cheese shredded. And then put that back in the toaster oven for like 5-10 minutes. And then Bob's your uncle. You got a French bread pizza. It was great. It was wonderful. I cut it in half, ate half of it, stored the other half. And that was perfectly fine and great and and filling uh, for me. And also, again, turkey pepperoni, a healthier uh, alternative to high-fat pork pepperoni. My taste buds changed a little after the surgery and they've been kind of coming back every now and again. But anytime I have an uncured meat, like a Genoa salami or or something like that, I can really taste the fat content of it. So unless it's something very, very tasty like prosciutto that's got like the perfect amount of fat to meat ratio, it tastes too fatty to me. So for some reason, my taste buds have changed in a way that they engage more with fat than anything else. So having provolone cheese, high fat. Having sharp cheddar cheese, way better. So I can taste the cheese more than I can taste the fatness of the cheese. It's complicated, it's convoluted, it's annoying, and it's also, who cares, right? But using turkey pepperoni is a better alternative, and it tastes better to me anyway. So that's um, so that's something that I uh, I found and I enjoyed. That was really cool. We found a hummingbird nest in our tree with two eggs, and we named the bird in the tree Rue, and we named her two eggs Rain and Bow. So it's Rainbow and Rue. It's a long story. I'm not going to get into it. But anyway, so we have this hummingbird nest, the tree, two eggs. So this is like a fun thing, and I'm on. Uh, I use an app called Marco Polo. They're not a sponsor of the show, but they totally should be. And Marco Polo is kind of like a video app type thing. And I 
love that. Uh, I, I send videos to like my sister and my cousin and uh, friends of ours kind of all over the place. Uh, you know, we have a friend in Vegas, Derek, and we have a, we have friends in Canada, Amanda and Marco and all these different people and messaging all these different people all the time. And it's great. And I love it. And um, they did this new beta test with like a share cast where you can like share a thing every day and people can be in that page and they can respond to you and only you see it. So I've just been doing like hummingbird updates every single morning. And it's been really cool and fun and like something to kind of take your mind off of the, you know, the bullshit. It's kind of a starting the day with good news. And so we just have a little video of Rue. She's great. I love her. She's amazing. My mom told me to tell her every day. She's a good mother. She's doing a good job. So I tell her all the time, Rue, you're a good mom and you're doing a good job and we love you. Okay, bye. That's about it. But I've been I've been really on like hummingbird watch hardcore. The eggs should hatch soon, uh, so I will also keep you updated in the February recap of the hummingbird chicks, Rain and Bo. We'll let you all know about that. That's amazing. That's super cool. It's a fun thing I got to do or start rather in January. Um, let's see what else. Oh, uh, update on the Happiness Challenge podcast launching in July of 2022. So shortly. So in five short months, we'll have the Happiness Challenge podcast up and running for you. And Michelle is my co-host. I don't really like to say co-host. She is a host of the show as well as I'm a host of the show. And that was really cool and fun. And something that that I really enjoy doing uh, podcasts with Michelle. We, we had a different one called Break or Broken, Stories of the Heart. That's a whole nother story. We'll get into that later. I don't have the time because I... I just don't have the time, but, but, but I'm super excited. We've already recorded a few episodes and doing some challenges on a weekly basis. And it's been really cool and really fun and really exciting. And, and, um, I'm, I'm really excited to bring that to, uh, to everybody's attention in July. It's going to be great. And, uh, that's awesome. So in, in, enjoy that. Enjoy the anticipation of that. That's like a fun thing. Um, and speaking of Marco and Amanda and we and birds and wings and all that, uh, uh, Marco and Amanda for our anniversary in January, January first, uh, bought us a board game called Wingspan. And listen, no joke, I'm a like bird lover for sure. I mean, fuck me, I have a sparrow tattoo or uh, yeah, a sparrow tattoo. God, can you imagine? You don't know the bird you got tattooed on your wrist? Oh, I have a sparrow tattoo. No, it's not a sparrow. It's a finch. No, it's not a finch. It's a it's a tomahawk that's what it is it's a tomahawk (laughs) no i have a sparrow tattoo on my arm i love birds i've been really getting into like bird watching bird listening uh there's a bunch of birds around us so there's this hummingbird outside our tree and all these different birds everywhere there's a there's an app called the merlin bird app which is fucking amazing and they should also be a sponsor they're not a sponsor wingspan should be a sponsor they're not a sponsor what the fuck man what do i gotta do to get a sponsor around here but anyway Um, the Merlin bird app, you just hit record and it records the sound of the birds. And then they fucking, it shows you what the bird is. It's amazing. It's all through the Cornell, um, bird, uh, bank of, of, um, of bird sounds and shit. It's, it's incredible. Uh, and then wingspan is this game where you get different bird cards and lay eggs and these different points and goals and tiles and shit. And I'm telling you, they told us they're like the. The learning curve is super high, but it's it's going to be worth it and it's going to be great. And we were like, yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. We'll see. But it's amazing. It is it is high. For sure, the learning curve is high. But towards the end of the first game, you kind of get it. And then when you start playing like 
So we played half a game with them virtually, and then we finished the game, just the two of us, and they were kind of guiding us through it. And then we played two more games the other, like last night. And then we're going to play two more games today. So it's incredible. It's really fun. It's super engaging. It's very simple. It's a lot of like theory or a lot of planning, a lot of long game. Like it's just a lot of fun really is what it is. So overall, with the hikes and the the parties and the dinners outside and hanging out with friends and cooking more and being a little healthier, running more uh, rather than going to the gym because right now um, the COVID is still really strong and Omicron is kind of kicking everybody's ass. So I'm trying to stay out of the gym as much as I can for a few weeks, uh, if not a, a maybe even a few months, and then and then get back into it. You know, that's the, that's the ultimate goal, right? Is to get back in there. But for now, I just kind of feel good about my journey and feel good about kind of where I am and where I came from and ultimately where I'm going. Now, let's talk about mindset. My mindset has totally transformed since having the surgery, but specifically in the last few months. So I first things first, I need to tell you a story. So currently, I weigh 245. I weighed myself this morning, I think I was 246. So I'm right in the two, I'm always going to be in the 240s. I'm about 247, 244 is kind of my range, right? If I see a 25, I know that I really need to kind of reel it in. If I start seeing a 23, I know that I have that that opening, that window is 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 opening up for me to be able to maybe drop down into the 230s and then, you know, kind of go from there and take advantage of that little bit of a of of a of a change in my uh weight. I'd like to ultimately be at 230 or 225 would be ideal, but 230 or 235 would even be like really optimal for me. But I am I'm just going to say this to everybody. I'm very, very happy with 245. Very happy. I I never weighed 245 in my like adulthood, except for like passing by it super fast on the way up to 410. So I'm very happy with where I'm at. That said, I now it's story time. So uh, years and years ago, when I weighed uh, probably 260 to 270, so uh, it was probably 2007, um, my friend, uh, Omar and I, uh, shout out to Omar, uh, not that he listens to this podcast, but it doesn't matter. Shout out to him anyway. Uh, we decided to do a triathlon. And so we were doing, um, this triathlon that was like you swim in a lake and then you ride a bicycle and then you run. And we were hitting the gym like three days a week, four days a week. And we were like, doing weights and we were we were running on the treadmill and we were we were swimming in the pool we were doing all this stuff and i remember thinking to myself at that time that i was staying in that weight range i was staying at 270 but i was eating like absolute shit i would work out at the gym and then i would go and grab a twinkie and a mountain dew and i'd go hang out with my friend jamie shout out to jamie and jamie would be like what the fuck are you doing? Or I'd have like a cheesecake and a fucking, and she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I worked out earlier and I need some sugar to keep me up so we can chat. And it's late and I'm tired, but I just need this like sugar. And instead of thinking like, oh, I'll eat something that is mindless that'll keep me awake. Like, you know what I should have done was grab like a bunch of peanuts or pistachios that I had to like shell. So it's like a thing, an action I have to do or just get coffee like a fucking adult. Instead of like being a child and getting like a Twinkie and a cheesecake 
and uh, a fucking 30 ounce Mountain Dew and then sitting down and trying to have a conversation with my friend and then and then being so confused as to why A, I'm not losing weight and B, I'm fucking diabetic in th- fucking five years. You know, what the hell? Anyway, I was just maintaining that weight. And I remember at one point I even turned to him and I was like, you realize that working out this fucking hard every single day and eating the way that we do just means that we get to maintain. We're just we're just fucking staying here, right? Thinking about that, thinking about having all of that and all that eating and all that working out and everything. And then I was doing some research, right, about metabolism. And it turns out, thanks to the Mayo Clinic, I know this, right, your metabolism slows when you get older and the rate that we break down food also decreases by 10% each decade after the age of 20. So let's talk about it mathematically. At the age of 20, let's say your metabolism is 100%. At the age of 30, your metabolism is now 90%, meaning it's working, but it's working at 90% efficiency, which means that at 40, which is where the decade I'm in now, it's now down to 81%. And then at 50, it's at 73%. And at 60, it's now 66% or two-thirds of what it used to be. So when you see really old people and you're like, man, they barely eat anything. How are they staying fat? Their metabolism is so slow that even the small amount of food that they're eating is staying there and not metabolizing as, as quickly, right? And also most of them are not exercising or doing any of that other shit. So I'm currently running or walk running, or walk jogging, or jogging, or whatever, one and a half miles a a day, five days a week, and riding my bicycle about 12 to 15 miles once a week. And that, in Congress with the food that I'm eating, I can't believe that's the right term. It can't be in Congress. That, in addition, that's what I was looking for, in addition to the food that I'm eating, That's healthy food that I'm getting from Home Chef. Shout out to Home Chef. Not a sponsor, but they should be. In addition to the Home Chef foods that I'm eating, with the relatively decent amount of, of like, the snacks that I have are, like, fucking nutrition bars, like, fig bars and, like, meat sticks from Chomp. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not having, like, ice cream sundaes and uh, fucking chocolate-covered pretzels, right? I'm having like decent fucking snacks, yogurt snacks. And then I'm having like a healthy dinner most of the time that I'm cooking myself and I'm sticking at 245. So if I decide to take the take my foot off the gas pedal when it comes to running, I need to cut my calories. So it's this like constant game of this or that, right? So it's this constant back and forth between cutting calories and increasing exercise or cutting calories more and not increasing exercise as much or increasing, cal- you know, so all of that is like, do you exercise more and, and, and allow yourself a little bit more calorie or do you limit your calories a little bit more and then you allow yourself more uh, freedom with your exercise? Like, how does that all work? And, and again, Mayo Clinic is like cutting calories is more effective than increasing your exercise. So obviously this old mathematical equation of calories in minus calories out equals weight loss or gain. If I eat 2,000 calories in a day and I burn 2,500 calories, my body is negative 500 calories. So I am going to lose weight that week. Or if I keep that up, I'll lose weight. If I eat 2,000 calories in a day and I burn 1,500 calories in a day, then I'm 
positive 500 calories each day, and then that's going to add up over time, and I'm going to gain weight over time. Now, the best thing you could do is make that number zero and maintain, which is basically what I'm doing absentmindedly, right? I'm not trying to do that. I'm actually trying to lose weight. I'm fucking running my ass off out there, right? But I, I, I apparently I'm doing something wrong and I need to figure that out. But ultimately, it's just a fucking math equation that I need to figure out. And I'm good at math, so I will figure this shit out. So you could cut calories, you could increase exercise, or like me, you could try to do both. So that's going to be my goal for February is to do both and get down to... 240. I'm not even going to be crazy about it, right? I'm just going to try to get down to 240. 240. You know what? Fuck it. 239. 239. And I'll put it to you and I'll put it to you one step further. My scale goes to the tenths. So, if it's 239.5, I round that bitch up. So, I'm going to try to get myself down to 239.4. That's the goal. 239.4. Now, I'm not going to do it like I did in the past, which is Get down there and stay down there for three weeks. No, no, no. Fuck that. I am going to try by February 1st to weigh 239.4 pounds or less. Got it? Got it. Cool. All right. Moving on. So this is how I'm going to do it. I think most of us had the same childhood, relatively speaking, because we're all about the same age. I'm 40. Y'all are about 20 to 30. Some of you are like 40 to 50. It's a couple of you that are like in your 60s, which I'm so impressed. Thank you for listening. That's fucking amazing. I love all of you, but I'm just so impressed when somebody so far, like I have so many European listeners, like in in England and in Scotland, and I have uh, listeners in Australia and New Zealand. I have listeners in in uh, Holland and Germany and uh, Ireland. Like I, I, it's it's incredible to me how much. Uh, Norway and sweet anyway it's uh, anyway it's all impressive we're going to talk to li- talk about the listeners in a minute but ultimately here's here's how my childhood was and tell me if yours was the same when i was a kid i had a couple classes where the teacher would when we were like in elementary school would say if you do your homework assignment and you score like 100 you get a star right and we have your name here and then we put a star next to your name and you can use that star to excuse yourself from one homework assignment next week. So everyone has this homework assignment they have to do. You don't have to do it. And so that's great. So if there's a homework assignment on a Friday, poof, you're off the hook. You don't have to do a weekend homework assignment. You're good. You don't have to stress about it. Or if you don't want to do Monday because you had, you know, like your family's going to travel or whatever, you don't want to have to do extra homework or whatever. Okay. You're not, you're going to, you're going to skip it. Or you could save your stars up. And if you use three stars, you can skip a quiz. And we give a quiz every two weeks. So you can skip one of the quizzes. So you only get one quiz. Or if you save up all five stars, right? If you save up five whole stars, you can bump a test grade up one point. So if you got a C, you get a B. If you get a B, you get an A. If you get an A, you get an A plus plus. So this was like, Holy shit, now I can finally see this in action. I can actually see the benefits of my hard work and determination in the long haul of it all. So using that method of if you do this action, you get a star. And if you collect this many stars, you can turn them in for these prizes. Then if I do something like I run five days a week more than a light run. So my light runs are just running downhill. My medium run is running downhill and straight, 
and my hard run is running downhill straight and uphill, running everything. So if I decide I'm going to run five days a week at a medium level or higher, so all five have to be medium or higher, I give myself a star. Once I get five stars, I can buy myself a new pair of shoes because my shoes are kind of expensive because I have like a weird foot thing and I got to get this fucking arch support, this bar that goes through my shoe. That's for because I walk wonky. I run wonky. I don't know what the fuck is going on with me, but I'm, I have stupid feet and they cost me a lot of money and they're stupid and they're feet and they cost money. So if I can get five weeks of running in at a medium level or higher, I can buy myself some new shoes. So that's like a goal of mine. And that that way, my reward is something healthy rather than something unhealthy. Like if I if I cook dinner for myself five days this week, then I can get ice cream. Like that's a reward for sure, but it's not a healthy reward. Like my reward for running a 5K once a month is to smoke a cigar. Is that a reward? Yes. Is it healthy? Fuck no. Of course it's not healthy. But is it something that really motivates me or makes me feel a little bit better about the cigar and makes me feel more motivated to do the run? Absolutely, yes. So in that regard, I think it's worth it overall. So all that to say, I'm going to have this new mindset and I'm going to work on this running and star system and rewarding myself and possibly getting some new shoes before the February episode. So that's going to be a big thing for me, for sure. Now, let's talk about the month of February overall. And what do we have coming up in the month of February? So I have my 5K on the 1st. So this is coming out on the 1st on Tuesday. I'm actually recording this on Sunday, the 30th of January. So I actually have two days before Tuesday, but I'm going to run my 5K on Tuesday. A deal's a deal. And I made that deal with myself. And I rarely ever, if ever, go back on a deal I made with me for me. For the most part, when I make a deal for myself, I hold myself to that more so than if someone else says, I will, I will buy you a cigar if you do this on the first of them. And I'm like, ah, I'll do it on the second. You don't have to buy my cigar. But if I'm doing it, I want to be, I want to be on the first. I want it to be on the first every month. So regardless of the day of the week, the, you know, uh, in February, it's on a Tuesday. March, it's also on a Tuesday. Fun fact, if February is 28 days, any day in February is the same date and day of the week in March because it's an, it's an even month of 28 days. So it's a perfect month. So then if, Feb- if February the 1st is a Tuesday, March 1st is also a Tuesday. So there's a little fun fact for you. I'm going to do the 5K on the 1st without fail. Um, the Super Bowl is happening in February. Uh, I have a tradition to get wings, boneless wings on the Super Bowl. And they, there's always too many wings. I always kind of end up just having like four or five, maybe six wings. And then that's it. I'm going to try to just get uh, like a 20 piece or something like a smaller. I really want to get like a 30 or 40 just out of like my my memories of wings in general. But I'm pro- probably going to try to just get like a smaller order of wings and kind of dole it out throughout the week or whatever. So that's a fun thing. Valentine's Day is on is in February. The Super Bowl is on the 13th. So the Valentine's Day is the 14th. The so Super Bowl is on a Sunday. Valentine's Day is on a Monday. So I'm also going to try to, you know, stay away from the chocolate as much and, and just kind of cook like a nice dinner, maybe order in something nice, but also have it just be a nice, special, relatively healthy, probably I'll get a white meat thing or whatever. Not that big of a deal, but nevertheless, something to navigate for sure. 
My uncle's having a birthday in February. I have no idea what we're doing for his birthday. I have no clue if we're going to go out, if we're going to stay in, if we're going to visit, if he's going to whatever. I have no clue. But birthdays are also a thing that you have to navigate as well. Like there's cake. There's usually like a little bit of a decadent food. There's, you know, cupcakes or whatever the fuck. There's all kinds of like little food traps that you can get stuck in, right? So that's another thing that like maybe you eat healthy. Maybe you take something with you. Maybe if you're going to a restaurant, you look at the menu before you go and figure all that shit out, right? And maybe nothing. So I'll keep you posted on that as well. And finally, my sister's getting married in February. My sister's getting married on the 22nd of February, which is a Tuesday, which also <laughs> it is 2-22-2022 on a Tuesday. So it is a two apostrophe S day, Tuesday. That's so fucking cool. I love that shit. And she's marrying the dopest chick. Shout out to my sister, Sarah, and shout out to her fiance right now. Um, but next episode, I'll say wife, Sarah, her name is also Sarah, but her last name is Pacheco. So I will, I will refer to her as Pacheco. So shout out to, to the Sarah's that's amazing and super cool. Um, so that's another thing, wedding ceremony, right? And then we're going to go to dinner afterwards and it's like, okay, so I, you know, you want to celebrate and you want to have this like fun in, in time and enjoyment and everything. And that's cool. And she, you know, they live in Vegas and it's like, you know, the, 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 the city of of decadence and joy and and have what you will and they have everything if you think you have a thing that is unique to your like oh we're in california we have in and out we're the only ones that you are not the only ones vegas has in and out oh well we have a smash burger and there's no one else that vegas has a smash burger anything you think you have that nobody else has food wise or whatever i guarantee you vegas has it and they have it 10 different fucking variations therein basically what i'm saying is it's the it's sin city when it comes to gambling and shit but it's also just like food sin city it's like food porn city it's ridiculous it's crazy so it's a lot of things you have to kind of navigate when you're in that area so that's going to be a a big uh kind of recap for february so i'm really looking forward to to that one as well okay going on with this this is a really big podcast this episode is super long but i have uh, apparently a lot to fucking say so speaking about the listeners now some of you have messaged me on the my gastric sleeve podcast handle some of you have messaged me on nema speaks please message me on nema speaks i'm hardly ever on the my gastric sleeve um handle uh i'm I, I do get alerts on Nima Speaks way more than I get on my gastric sleeve. So please message me on Nima Speaks. Add me on Nima Speaks. Um, I love hearing from you all. And I'm gonna just um I'm gonna just speak to a couple things that I've that I've gotten messages on or or heard things about from from the listeners. It's wonderful and amazing. And I and I love every message that I get. I'm I'm invested in all of your journeys. Some of you are getting gastric sleeve. Some of you have had gastric sleeve and you're kind of keeping me up to date. Um, also, I have a, an update on Anthony as well that I will uh, tell you all in, in the end. So, okay. So starting, let's just start with Anthony. So Anthony, uh, uh, Anthony was a person that I interviewed um, uh, a few episodes ago and he's a really great guy. He's three months past his surgery date and he is down. You ready for this? 75 pounds. That's amazing, right? Now, Anthony's down 75 pounds. I had another listener uh, message me and tell me, hey, uh, I'm three months past and I'm down uh, 22 pounds, 
right? And it's all relative. It's all relative to how much weight you had to lose, what you weighed when you started, how tall you are. If Anthony's like six foot up, uh, you know, I'll stop talking about Anthony. I'll talk about myself because I lost about 70 pounds in the first three months, right? So I'm like 5'9 and I weighed 390. And I lost like 70 pounds and got down to 320 in the first three months. That's significant for me. 70 out of 390 is, I'm not even going to try to do the math right now, but it's about a fifth of the total weight, right? It's a little bit less than that. It's about a sixth of the weight. So if a third is 33, it's half of that. It's about 17% of my body weight I lost, right? That's amazing. That's incredible. Now, if that other person that said they lost 22 pounds in three months, that's something that to them was like very significant because they're like five foot three and they weighed like a buck 80 and now they're like a buck 60. So they feel like a lot better about it. Of course, of course you should. And of course you do. And that's great, right? You lost like 12%, 13%. I don't know, man, math off the top of my head. Uh, no, no good for me. It's no good for me. <laughs> I think I'm running out of words to say. So my brain is just like all over the place. Anyway, so that's the Anthony update. Someone else said they lost 22 pounds in three months. Someone had two weeks of pre-surgery diet where they had to like drink a lot of liquids and make their liver shrink. Someone else had three days. I think I only had one day of pre-surgery uh, diet, which was uh, amazing. Um, I had someone with three years after gastric sleeve surgery say that they started bad habits like eating sweets and snacking a lot, right? That's a thing that happens. I'm kind of noticing myself having a little bit of snacks and a little bit of sweets. I'm, I'm like getting into peanut butter again and I shouldn't. And I'm getting into like a little bit of chocolates kind of and I definitely shouldn't. So that was like a little bit of a wake up call for me. I had a 20 year old listener tell me that they're on the list for a mini gastric bypass. I didn't even know that was a thing, but they're young and apparently they're, they're doing a mini gastric and that's really cool. Uh, you know, good for them. That's awesome. Maybe that's something that, that you want to look into if you, if you don't have a lot of, like I had someone else reach out to me and say that they don't have a lot of weight to lose, but they can't seem to lose this last 30 pounds. And their doctor is saying, don't do it. Their family is saying, don't do it. Their friends are saying, don't do it, but they don't understand what the person is going through. And so they're going to do it regardless. And you're like, wow, that's, that's amazing. And that sucks for you that nobody's in your corner. Nobody is supporting you, right? So it's like, that is terrible. I had another listener say that they felt they were self-sabotaging because they have been taking care of everyone else in their life and they never took care of themselves and they're scared of addiction replacement. And then she started doing a therapy book thanks to her therapist and it's called Boundaries and then she rejoined the gym after so many years with their child and she's she's doing great now. She's like really kind of working through all these like these roadblocks that she's put up for herself. I had two people from, I won't even say the UK, let's just say the British Isles, right? Let's make it all of, all of that possible realm of England, Scotland, Ireland, uh, uh, Northern Ireland, Wales, uh, all, all of it, right? The, the, all of it, the British Isles, right? Two people from there messaged me and said they had their surgeries in Turkey because what cost 15,000 US dollars in, in, in the British Isles cost them 4,000 US dollars in Turkey. That's including flight, accommodation, 
full 24-7 doctor care, and flight back. I mean, are you fucking crazy? Of course you do that. Of course. And they were like, oh, we have, I was like, I've never heard this before in my life. I know a lot of people in, in, uh, in the U.S. that go to Mexico to get it. But obviously, I don't know anybody from here to fly to Turkey to do it. But they were like, oh, yeah, a bunch of people do that from Europe. They'll go to Turkey because it's way less expensive and the medical care is on point. And you're like, wow, that's amazing. So it's one of those things that I really love listening to the to the listeners and hearing the feedback. Please, please, please message me on Instagram. You're not. I had somebody message and say, I know it's silly that I'm messaging you. It is not silly that you're messaging me. I love this. I I. Uh, I really need more of a reason to be on uh, Instagram. I've, I've been kind of way too much on TikTok and I, I need to get away from that. So the more you message me, the more you distract me from TikTok, even if it's just, hi, hello, uh, what's up? We don't have to talk about weight. Uh, we don't have to talk about uh, gastric shit. We don't have to talk about any of that stuff. You could just hit me up and just say, hey, what's up or whatever. It's all cool. Uh, I'm super easy. I have uh, I have a lot of time and a lot of patience. And I love, love, love listening from all of you. And if you want me to use your name, I will definitely use your name. If you want me to use your handle, I will definitely use your handle. A lot of you have specific different handles for your weight loss journey. I think if I were to do it again, now if I were to start this podcast over, I would have done like Nima gets a sleeve or Nima gets sleeved or something like that. Like, And then it would have been like my face and it would have just been that. So then it would have been all kind of inter interconnected instead of a completely different my gastric sleeve entity and everything. But uh, regardless or irregardless, if you know me, um, it's something that I really, really, really enjoy listening to your stories and hearing them from all of you. And it's wonderful and amazing and awesome. And please, please, please keep it up. Uh, keep sending them to me and keep going down the path that you're going down. You're doing a great job. I'm very, very proud of you all. Now, the final thing is we're going to do a small segment now called the takeaway. And this is like the final little bit of thing that we're going to start incorporating now into these episodes. And the takeaway is this. Everyone is different. Everyone has a different journey. They have different goals. They have different lives. So you do you take care of yourself and let people do them and take care of themselves. Help if you can, but do not hinder if you can help it. That is all. Don't forget to message me. I love hearing from all of you. Thank you for listening to this. I hope this episode helped. And if it didn't, then just wait a month and there'll be another episode. So I love you. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the My Gastric Sleeve podcast. If you liked what you heard, subscribe, give us a five-star review, and share it with a friend. Please follow us on all social media at My Gastric Sleeve Podcast, or let us know what you think at mygastricsleevepodcast.com. Podcast.com.